ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first episode of the Scene Invaders Hockey Edition. I am your host, Nick Anastasia, and with me, the lovely Chris Bouchard. Chris, how are we doing today? Not too bad. Excited to dig into some hockey stats here. Awesome. So tonight, for you guys, we are going to be covering the what would be the West Division now. Uh, I guess that's considered just the West again. We're bringing back some of the Canadian teams from the North and combining them with a bunch of teams from the West. They have now the Seattle Kraken in there, and that should be good. So we're going to start off with the Anaheim Ducks. Not really the best showing from the Ducks last year, to be honest. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, not what you like to see. And, and they're caught. There's a lot of teams the same way. Uh, not a lot of teams doing anything about it, re- really. But there's a lot of teams caught the same way where they have a mixture of older guys and younger guys, and they're just not really focusing on a complete rebuild. And they're they're, they're stuck in this this little um, kind of catch-22 where they, they, they want to use their older guys, but, but the younger guy is not necessarily um, experienced enough to really help out their cause. And a lot of them are missing playoffs and just kind of sitting at the bottom of standings all over um, and just not really going anywhere. Yeah, I completely agree. Like the whole Pacific division as a whole has a lot of teams with just a lot of young talent, like not really notable names. Like if we look at the Anaheim roster from the stats of last season, their leading scorer was Max Comtois, like 16 goals, 17 assists for 33 points is pretty, pretty good for, you know, a, a young guy in the league, but the big names of Ryan Getzlaff just slowly falling off. Kessler's done now on long or long-term IR. You know, you're kind of wondering where this team really leads to. But then again, if you look at the young names on this list, like Cam Fowler's still getting up there, but Troy Terry, 20 points. You know, uh, Trevor Zegers, 24 games. He had 13 points. I think he's going to be a big factor next year. Sam Steele. 12 points, Max Jones, like the list goes on and on. And you can't leave out like Jamie Drysdale. That kid's going to be a stud. So they they got they got a lot of talent. Like even in the minors, they have another goalie named Lucas Dostal. That kid, the kid's a giant. Like they're, they're set in all ends. It's just, I just think they need time. That and what's going to happen with John Gibson? Is he going to want to stay there These this entire rebuild still after how many years now? You know? Yeah, absolutely. That's it's a great point. Hopefully, it, he's had the patience to stay there, not request a trade or anything. I, I think he definitely likes it there. Um, and he's he's obviously a stud, still decently young, twenty eight years old. Uh, but a lot of those guys, they're going to have to build around and um, and obviously move towards what I think would be sort of phase out of, of the Getzlav and and um, and Kessler. Obviously, I think those guys will retire um, relatively soon. Um, and then I say, I think sort of what they should be looking to do is build around kind of build around their, their Zagros guy that they got. He's, he's a solid player. That's, that's got a lot of potential. Um, and then I think Ricard Raquel was definitely going to want a guy that can really step up and he'll really be a weapon for them for a while now. And honestly, with a lot of those younger names and, and a good mix of, uh, of size on defense here with, with, with some of their young talent. They have Jacob Larson, Hampus Lindholm back there. Um, they could be a formidable team in the future. I, I definitely think some of these Californian teams are going to, are going to have another reign where they're all three of them, the top three in, in the Pacific again, um, you know, obviously depending on how the Seattle team's looking, but I, I think this is a team that can be very good coming really quickly. Yeah. I just think, Patience is is key with this with this group. You know, they're, they're exactly. We, we keep saying they're young and they're just loaded with just guys waiting to break through. And plus, let's let's not forget they they got Mason McTavish in the draft and don't know what necessarily is going to happen with him yet. But kids, kid, kid can score. You know, he last year with uh, he played on a loan in I guess that's Denmark and. 13 games, he had nine goals and two assists for 11 points. So it's not bad playing with, you know, the big boys. So ah, moving on from the Ducks, we'll just make our way slowly down the coastline. Uh, San Jose Sharks. This group is just seems like they get 
sadder and sadder every year unfortunately <laughs> like you you go from this wonderful run to the stanley cup final against pittsburgh and you know you put up a good fight and then all of a sudden just the wheels just start falling off the wagon i mean mm-hmm. just big name guys slowly just deteriorating i mean what do you what do you think here on everything went south when they they added eric carlson which which is crazy to think <laughs> Um, it just, it just blew up and, and I, I don't know why, I don't know what happened there. Um, and then, and then you pay him 11 and a half million and, and you can't re-sign a guy like Joe Pavelski. Um, and then, um, the, the big, big beard guy, Joe Thornton, uh, you can't, they weren't able to keep him. Um, and he's, he's still a great, a great passer playing in there with Toronto. Um, but I, I think they're again in the same situation where they should be. They, they expect more from a lot of these players, Burns, Carlson, and and um, Couture. I feel like has stepped up, and he's he's been a pretty solid captain. I think for them, um, I think he's a little, yeah, I think he's a little overpaid at eight million for what he's doing. But then again, you got to think about who he has around him. Um, really like Kevin LeBanks game. I think he could be a real solid, um, real solid option for them going forward. Timo Meyer, obviously it was a, was a huge pickup. Um, and all only 24 years old, he could be real solid, but I, I don't see anybody that they can build around on this roster right now. That, that's, that's looking towards the future. And maybe, maybe they'll get someone to step up soon, but and maybe even this even this season coming up, but it's just kind of like, are, are you going to build around Couture? He's he's already 32 years old, so he's also getting up there. Um, you know, are you going to build around Meyer? They just don't seem like they don't seem like franchise guys or even elite sort of guys. Um, when a lot of your current elite talent is 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 on its way out, and you look at their goalies for this year, Aiden Hill and James Reimer. Um, I just feel like it's a complete playoff miss this year, and. Honestly, I think from now they should start rebuilding now and they should start looking into who they're going to build up and, and maybe trying to make some moves for um, moving some of these big guys out for some younger prospects. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not looking too bright down in San Jose. Like like you bring up the Carlson situation with as soon as that trade goes through, like things just start going downhill. Like he carries an 11 and a half. <laughs> million dollar cap hit. Ridiculous. That that's that's huge for a guy whose whose numbers are just slowly like just diminishing every year. And then you, you could say the same for Brent Burns, but to be honest, like every night I feel like you're gonna get the Brent Burns, you know, like the guy who's gonna play hard and physical every single night. Just they're getting up there in age and them, them losing Pavelski was a, was a huge loss for them. I feel because we saw saw as soon as he went to Dallas, he slowly helped turn that group around. Yeah. It might've only been for one season last year. They had some trouble getting back to the mountaintop again, but you know, it's not every year is your year. And then the shit with Evander Kane, like um, <laughs> obviously, I forgot, totally forgot about that. <laughs> obviously, you know, we I don't want to speak on that because there's not enough information. And if anyone would like to do some research on that, I'll give you a quick synopsis. Pretty much uh, Evander Kane's, I guess, going to be now his ex-wife. They're going through a divorce, uh, came out and claimed that he was betting on games this year. And to be honest, in hockey, it's one of the, probably the hardest sports to fix, I would say. Mm-hmm. And for a guy coming off one of the best seasons of his life, I think that's a little tough to, you know, be betting against yourself or betting in in the game of NHL. Like, 56 games, 22 goals, 27 assists. Like, I don't think Evander Kane was ever on a pace like that before. Like the most the most points he's ever had in his career in the NHL has come in his second year with the Sharks, and he had fifty six. Like clear, clearly he was on pace to break that. So, like I said, if you, if you want to do the research yourself, you can. I'm not going to go any further into that, but yeah, like you bring up their goalie situation. I've never been the biggest James Reimer fan. I'm still not the biggest James <laughs> Reimer fan. And when I saw that he was with Carolina and going through their run and the whole thing with them bringing uh, Nadelkovic up, seeing the fact that you'd rather have James Reimer as a two instead of Nadelkovic was a little tough. And then, I mean, you make a trade and you get Aiden Hill. I like the move. I think he's he's got some potential. I mean, he's a year older than me. 
a whole foot taller or a whole <laughs> foot taller than me. You know, he's just a, a huge giant, and you're getting him at, at 2.1 million. I think it's a good risk for a guy who showed he could play a little bit down in the, in the desert when he was at Arizona. You know, and then you, you got some some young guys in there, and Mario Ferraro. I think he's he he could be a nice key piece for them in the upcoming years. And then it's it's a little tough when you look down the back end because you got a kid like Nick Merkley who is just it looks like he's always having trouble sticking around. You know, he he was drafted by the Yotes, thirtieth overall, and just sat in Tuscan, didn't really do much. Went to Jersey. Jersey sent him down to Binghamton. Didn't last long there. Then got sent over to La Liga. And then in the, in the league, just didn't didn't do much either. Came back to the Devils, put up 10 points in 27 games, but then again, right back down to the minor. So we'll see if the kid can find some success in San Jose. But I don't know. I'm thinking it's going to be another year of them just slowly struggling, trying to put out the fire. Yeah, I completely agree. It just seems like a like a miss on all fronts this season and and for the future. Um, I, I just don't see any any prospects in their pool that are really worthy of a franchise tag yet, and that that could obviously change. But I think they're going to have to make some moves here and go for a full rebuild. I, I think it's it's time. If you if you had to look at the roster and then pick pick one guy who you think is going to, I guess eventually get that big ticket. I don't know who you could even assume that would be there's just no one really there no, no one really sticking out to me exactly As, yeah. i'd have to go LeBanc or or, or meyer i guess yeah, and, and um, even even those guys are already making a pretty good amount of money they are on pretty good contracts so in terms of the the young talent it's you know hopefully they have some they have some decent prospects coming up and and i think they'll have i think in the next couple of years they'll have plenty of high draft picks yeah for sure for sure all right staying along the coastlines your la kings how about how about, <laughs> how about you lead us off with this one they had, had a big piece and filled a no they did they did and and i i'm uh i think it's i think it's good i think it's a good piece to add um little little old for my taste but um I just I just see the way that the game is kind of changing, the pace is changing at the the sort of the the era that's coming to an end. Um, and I think I think he sort of fits in with the group here. Um, you know, b- bigger guy, fast as well. Um, and keeping uh, keeping Anthony Seo, I think, was great because I think they'll work great together. Uh, but I know th- this is a team that has a lot, a very deep draft pool, and I yeah. think they are going uh-huh. to do a lot with it. And I think they. After they won their cups, I think they did the right thing. I think they they got rid of some pieces, even even though it had to be Jeff. They 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 got rid of Jeff. He was a big contract. Um, you know, I I don't know if they'll they'll keep Kopitar and Brown for uh, the rest of the time that they have them. But you don't see a lot of big contracts for players that are old. I mean, you have a, a four million on on Alex Iafalo, who's a, a pretty pretty good decent player in my opinion i think he can he'll definitely be able to to help out um you know i was very i was a little worried about the trades them trading away tanner pearson and tyler to foley mm-hmm. i always thought great players well, to, to um, foley to foley obviously we, we've yeah. seen how that's played out and yeah mm-hmm. sure. but what I, I think it makes sense in the end because those they, they were in that little in between where they had a bunch of young kids coming in that were these real solid players and a bunch of older guys like like Kopitar, uh, Brown, and and um, Dowdy over there, and it just they just kind of sat in the middle, and they would they would be a little bit too old when these young kids were good, and, and they were just kind of they, they they had more value in in getting draft picks and, and getting prospects and young guys they could develop than kind of playing with the team right now. It's going to be doing mediocre and sort of sitting like on the bubble of the playoffs. Um, so I think they're doing the best they can to, to try to to try to make the playoffs and, and, and play well with the team that they have now. But I think their real mindset is rebuilt. And ever since the, the couple cups they won, when their players started to get older, they've been in that mindset. So I like the moves they made and I, they're usually regarded as one of the best prospect pools in the league right now. So I'm excited to see the future. And I think they even might have a chance if they can get some, some luck on some of their older players to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, 
you know, looking at this Kings roster, I, I want to say this is going to be my most optimistic team. Absolutely. I would, I would like to think that, that this group could steal, steal a couple games, to be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. in, in, in my opinion, I think Cal Peterson's one of the most underrated goalies in the league. Oh, most and definitely. To even, to even back that up, you can even, you can go as far as checking Robin Leonard's tweets. who's also quoted that. But, you know, even even on the back end on D, Tobias Bjornfoot, you know, Drew Doughty has always been a stud. Adding Alexander Edler, you know, Olimata, I, I'm still still waiting for him to, to find, exactly. that, yep, find that absolutely. groove that he had, you know. And Christian Wolin, you know, I think those are those are some decent guys to have. Like even a guy like Sean Walker, you know, can't leave Matt Roy out. Like you're basically just naming the whole D. Like it's a pretty deep core you got there. It is. And it then, definitely is. And then when, when you look up front, like – Dustin Brown led the team in scoring last year. I mean, if if there's any if there's anything, you know, fine wine just gets better with age. <laughs> you know, the American beauty, Dustin Brown still getting it done. You know, I, I don't know if he can live up to the numbers that he put up last year in the short amount of time, but you know, the five point eight million dollar cap hit is tough to see. And if you look at this Kings roster, you only have two guys really making a boatload of money, but then again, it's worth it. You know, Kopitar at 10, he's going to lead your team in points every year. It's just another guy who's just going to get better with age. Mm-hmm. And then and then Dowdy, you know, I've you hear, hear some rumblings of when do you think Drew Dowdy is going to ask to be traded? And I don't know. I think I think if this year's Kings group is a shit show, I would not be surprised if Dowdy and or Kopitar are moved at the deadline. I, I would say Jonathan Quick's way too old. Contracts way too much money. Same with Dustin Brown, but those two guys you could definitely get something back for in return. You know, you, you have you, you might have some success. You know, you add a guy like Victor Arvidsson too, and he's a seasoned vet. He's got uh, experience at a cup run with a group of some players who still are fre- or not fresh off that cup run with the Kings, but you know guys who, who know, who are familiar with the situation. So you never know, you know, and then you got, you got a gritty guy like Austin Wagner. I, I like him a lot. I think he could yeah. be, a, I think he could be a big, big piece in that group. And then you mentioned, you know, the rookie depth that they have and holy shit. Like I gotta, I gotta pull up the depth chart here for that. Cause Oh my God. So where do we start? <laughs> Quentin Byfield. Gabe Velarde, uh, Alex Turcotte, Rasmus Kupari, Tyler Madden. Uh, that's just your centers. <laughs> Carl Grundstrom. Uh, let's see, Wax is in there. Arthur Kellyev, you know, USA gold medal, gold medal mm-hmm. winner in the World Juniors. You know, it's just so many guys. It's, it's just, deep. yeah, I think, I think they have the potential to possibly claw their way back to the great group that they once were, but we never know. You know, it's a lot of question marks surrounding the Kings group coming into the season. All right. Let's make our way a little bit east to Vegas. I mean, if if we're just looking at the Pacific Division as a whole, I, I don't see how this group doesn't easily walk away with you know the lead coming in first absolutely they're they're just <laughs> way too, way too stacked compared to everyone else in the division like like i said you might have a group or two that gives them gives them a good game here and there but it's it's a it's a it's a nice group that really hasn't changed much besides losing flurry i mean and i don't say that lightly because mark andre flurry obviously is a future hall of fame goaltender mm-hmm. But you had a guy like Laurent Brassois and doesn't really have much, much to go off of. He's, he's been a backup most of his career. You know, most the most games that he's gotten a single season in the NHL has been 21, and he's put up great numbers. But then again, that was with a Winnipeg team that was on, on a little bit of a roll. So there is, there is obviously some question marks there. You know, but then again, you look at their decor and they're stacked. Nick, Nick Howe, Martinez, McNabb, Petrangelo, Shea Theodore, Zach Whitecloud. Like, 
can't get any better than that. There obviously is some question marks around their forward group. But then again, this is a team that can still get it done. What do you think? Yeah, I'm on the same page. They're 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 gonna run run away with it. I don't think anybody will be close to them. Um, just the way the way this this front office did it. I mean, these contracts on some of these guys is just incredible. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it makes you think like, how do they not run out of money? It's crazy. I mean, you know, the nine and a half on, on Mark Stone's the highest contract, and then you have a bunch of guys that are that are real solid numbers for the value that they're bringing. Pacioretty included. Um, and especially even a guy like Chandler Stevenson, who is just, he was, you know, unreal. He was a great, a great prospect for, uh, for the caps. And now that he's here, he's been, he's been putting in numbers for, for Vegas as well, but just the way that this team's run, they got a bunch of uh, veteran defensemen playing with, with these two young kids, Nick Hague and, um, and Zach Whitecloud, who are also just going to come out and be stars. This defense has always just been the biggest defense in the entire NHL. Yeah. Small yeah. By at six one. Um, and then you, you mentioned Bressois. I've always liked him when he was up at Winnipeg as well. Um, and he's, uh, I think he'll fit right in behind Leonard. And, and obviously, as you said, the, the defense makes this, this team. And, and, you know, that's why Florida was able to win another Vezina. That's why they were, um, what was it? The, the Jennings trophy for the, the least goals against, um, it's just the way they play always, always shuts it down. The amount of the, the, the mixture of, of veterans with, with younger guys as well. You have Brett Howden out there, um, Keegan Colsar, and, and they, they really, they're doing a good job of keeping these veterans while bringing in their newer guys and putting them out there to play as well. So, I mean, the, hopefully they'll keep it up. We'll see how long their, their vets last. Um, you know, obviously the Mark Stone, 29, uh, patch ready 32 like they still have a couple of years to play um but if they do it right they'll be able to bring in their their younger guys with this group and they'll keep on being a dominant force yeah and looking at it one one question mark still is do you get a contract signed for nolan patrick like this is what true. yeah what what's going on there i mean a lot of us are as flyers fans most likely are going to listen to this podcast we didn't really get much of what we expected out of Nolan Patrick. And obviously it's very unfortunate because of the whole injury situation, but you obviously want a guy to catch his footing and, and go back to the player that he was. Cause his, one of his last seasons in Brandon 72 games, he had 41 goals and 61 assists in the WHL. And I mean, it's humble, humble brag, but his NHL numbers are nowhere near close to anything that he put up in junior, but bringing up the goalie situation, like Vegas is solid in the minors right now. They have a guy named Logan Thompson, like the kid, the kid's unreal. Like his numbers are astounding for a young guy playing with, with some men down in the jungle. (laughs) Then you got got another guy, Dylan Ferguson. Like if I remember correct, he, he was brought up for maybe one game. And he he didn't really have a good showing, but the the kids' numbers in the minors are just gross. Like nine nine two oh save percentage, you know, is one game in Henderson. He had a shutout. Like I, I think they're in good hands, but then again, this is a team that's still going to have some success for the oncoming years. Absolutely. So, all right, bring it all the way up to Canada now. We're gonna talk about the Calgary Flames now. The Flames had a huge, huge overhaul in the summer. Like, guys coming in, guys going out, you know. It's 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 like, where do you even start with this group? I mean, they super underperformed last year for mm-hmm. a, a division that looked like they could easily, they could run away with. But, you know, and the first trade you make of the summer – you end up getting Tyler Pitlick for what was it a, a fourth round pick from Seattle who took him in the expansion. Mm-hmm. Now Tyler Pitlick, in my opinion, is one of those one of the most underrated depth forwards you can get in a fourth line guy. I mean, he's he's just the guy you want to be out there on like a penalty kill situation. He's just going to eat pucks, and for for a deep group like that and a coach like Daryl Sutter, I mean, that's that's a guy who's going to see a lot of minutes. I bet you know. And then 
later in July again, you move a third round pick to the Blackhawks, get a big D man in Sidorov. And, you know, there, there's a lot of questions around him because this is what his like fourth team he's been with. Yeah. Uh, I, hold on, let me pull up his stats real quick. But there, there, there starts to come, there starts to brew some question marks around what's wrong with this guy. You know, he was drafted in the first round of 2013 by the Sabres and then moved to Colorado. 22 games in Colorado, dropped down to the AHL. They bring him back up and then just he's he's playing a good amount of time, but he's not really doing much. He has a good plus minus, but then Colorado moves into Chicago. And then Chicago, he plays 55 games and doesn't really do much again. And now we're here sitting at Calgary and who knows what's going to happen in that situation. There's like, he's, he's currently unsigned and this is a big boy. This is a kid who can play, but mm-hmm. you, you don't know what's good. What's going to happen with that. And it just keeps like more moves. Another third round pick in 2022 for Danny Vladar, the Boston goalie, sick player. And it's, it, I think this is going to be a new flames group. And I think they're going to surprise some people. What do you think? I'd agree. I like the uh, I like the Zadorov move. I, I've always thought Zadorov's a good forward. Maybe not too flashy, um, but as you can say, or as you said, I think other teams haven't gotten what they really wanted from him. Um, right as this team, I think he's a good a good kind of replacement for what was going out in Giordano. Um, I think he even might bring a little more physical presence. Uh, Vladar, as you mentioned, is a, a great young goalie. Um, 23 years old, and he'll be playing under Markstrom. I think that's perfect. Um, I think that's a, an ideal situation. What did they get for Vladar? You said I think a 2022 20, pick. Uh, it was a 22 third round pick, which yeah, now nowadays you you don't really know what what late draft picks you're going to turn into, anyways. You know exactly. So I think I think that's a that's a great trade for it. Uh, obviously, Tyler Pitt, like you went over a great great depth guy, and as you said, Daryl Sutter knows how to use those depth guys. Um, uh-huh. I mean, he's also, you, he's also got Trevor Lewis back and he's going to yes. ride him like mm-hmm. a horse. Absolutely. That, that fourth line will be something for other teams to deal with. Most, most definitely having Brett Ritchie too, uh, another mm-hmm. big boy, but mm-hmm. I can see the way, you know, it's kind of, they're, they're moving towards that Daryl Sutter style of hockey. They have all these big guys, no hand from six, three, Chris Tanev, six, two, another really good player. Can't as forget well. Luch. Um, Lucic as well, um, <laughs> although I don't know, he's he's not my favorite necessarily. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, another big body, and, and we know Sutter likes those big bodies. Uh, Tanev, he played he played really well, really above his level of play mm-hmm. um, last year, and and he was uh, I, I forget the the math behind it or something, but but he was he was playing a lot a lot better than than other players his level, um, and hopefully that continues for him because he would be a big help to this team. Um, I mean, things that bother me with the team is uh, firepower up front. Um, you know, Elias on home, Johnny Gaudreau, um, Matt Kachuk. And they had like a, they had another body, another sort of physical guy in, in Blake Coleman. Uh, Mikel Backlund's getting, getting up there as well. Um, I, I just don't know if I see them getting it done. Sean Monaghan needs to figure his game out. Um, he's been <laughs> very quiet recently. And in that, that's not like him whatsoever. Um, so I, I think honestly, another mediocre season out of them, uh, especially after seeing what they do, what they did last year. Um, obviously, we don't know if, if you know, some maybe they'll have some luck, maybe some guys will be clicking this year. But I see them again being middle of the pack, um, you know, led by Gaudreau in in the points, um, looking for maybe more coming from, from Monaghan and, and Kachuk. Um, they, they just, they have a lot of talent. They have, they have some guys that, that can play well, but it just doesn't seem like they're clicking. Um, and honestly, I, I don't know that, I don't know that Sutter's style of play and, and his, his like for, for these bigger guys, these physical teams is going to fit in with, um, with Monaghan and, and, and Goudreau. And I think there's a little disconnect between, those two and maybe a, an actual physical player like a Chuck or, or Lucic that, that go out there and really bang bodies. Um, so it, it just, they seem, they seem a little spread out and I think that's leading to their mediocre mediocrity. I think that's the, that's the real reason for it is that they're just, they're sort of all over the board and then their skill guys and their, and their uh, physicality. Yeah. I mean, l- looking at the group, it's, 
it's tough when you see a guy like Johnny Goudreau and, and think Daryl Sutter and the aggressive style that he plays. And you don't really, I can't really see a guy like him fitting into a system like that. Exactly. And then, then again, you look at a guy like Matthew Kachuk and you just feel like he's going to thrive in absolutely yeah. physical, hard play, bang bodies, pucks to the corner. And then again, mm-hmm. like just, just realizing that the one big thing we forgot was the addition of Blake Coleman. Now. Yeah. Don't don't know how that's going to be, and then you also have Dylan Dubé unsigned. Two guys who can really bring some offensive firepower. Mm, they Just, they need to sign Dubé. They need to get that yeah, done. He was big, he big was time. killing it. Um, and, but then you look at their goalie depth, like Markstrom, Vladar, Dustin Wolf, and then again he just resigned Tyler Parsons, who won a gold medal with US and in, in the World Juniors, and then kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, got kicked around a little bit. It was AHL, ECHL, AHL, ECHL, AHL. Going back to the AHL again, like just hasn't been able to find find that groove, that high that he came off of in the World Juniors. But moving on from there. Uh, oh, one thing with with Calgary too was uh, was losing Sam Bennett as well. Yeah, um, and he's he's a guy who's been thriving since that trade. Mm-hmm, absolutely. He was, he was another good player that I was surprised to hear they didn't hold on to, but um, not also not shocking as well. And he fits in really well. He's, he's at Florida, correct? Yep. Right with now, he, I think he fits, fits in real well with that system as well. So um, one, I was surprised to see go, but, but definitely, definitely a tough for, for the, the skill and, and the, and the goal scoring on this team. For sure. Moving on, uh, sticking up North, the Vancouver Canucks, a team that kind of saw a little bit of a shakeup going into last season, losing a lot of key pieces and Jacob Marsham and then Tanev, you know, the guy who's been there for most of his career. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you. Or uh, Edler, right. And, and Edler as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you go into this summer thinking, how can this team manage to figure their shit out? And they made moves mm-hmm, like absolutely the, you acquire oliver ekman larson and connor garland in the same summer is mm-hmm. as it's huge and you get a backup for thatcher demko and yaroslav halak a guy who's proven proven to get get it done when you need him the most and then you know you, you get a veteran guy like luke shen back on day a two-time stanley cup winner as fucking crazy as that sounds because he was tough tough to watch with the flyers but <laughs> um, and then you know you got a lot of young guys up front who just are waiting to bust out you know Brock Besser is done he's proven he can hang with the big boys you know uh, Pedersen proven he can put up points N- if Nils- he can play yeah if he can play and then, <laughs> then Nils Hoaglander I'm still waiting for this kid to to jump out oh but, yeah absolutely then you know you, you know what you're going to get from Connor Garland that's just a kid who puts his nose to the fucking grindstone it goes you know a guy mm-hmm, who worked mm-hmm. worked for everything and then you know the captain of Bo Horvat you know he's just the, the leader the guy who's going to show up every single night and you know you got a guy like JT Miller, Tyler Mott, you know, Tanner Peterson, guys who've been around the league, you know, Brandon Sutter, guys who are just going to get shit done. You know, what do you, what do you think looking at this Canucks group? You know, I, I see a potential, you know, good run this year for this team. I, I love this team. And I, I was, I think COVID really screwed them up last year. I think they definitely could have maybe snuck into playoffs at the very end there, but I, I am a big fan of Horvat. The guy is skilled, the guy is speedy. And he, um, I would think it was, it was the year before when Demko was having that great run where he just looked like one of the best players in playoffs. Yeah. For um, sure. I think the moves that they made the, the I, I was sad to see Gaudette go, but they brought in Garland. Um, and it would really like, what really excites me about this team is the goddamn financials. I mean, the, the, <laughs> the money here is just incredible. The, the contracts that they have these guys at is just incredible. I mean, JT Miller, 5.2, and he's playing like he's a, you know, he's a 7 million guy. Um, interested to see how Oliver Ekman Larson plays out. And I, I think it'll go well. I think he can what? bring something back to his day, finally getting out of the damn desert. Um, all you levy is a really young, really good, uh, really talented defenseman from uh, Finland as well. And he'll be getting a lot of the play, 
Uh, so Tyler Myers, who's always, always, always a great player in the back, only 31 years old too. So they have, they have a good core for the next couple of years. If they can make this team click, I think they will be strong um, coming forward. And of all the rosters we've looked at, I think this is the one that has the best chance at giving Vegas a run for their money. Um, especially if, if Demko can play well and, and having Halak right behind him is, is key. As you mentioned, hopefully, um, Denko can mature up here having having a, a grizzled veteran behind him. Maybe he won't bring so many strippers into the hotel room, but um, you know, I, I think uh, this team is is really coming together. And if they can make this one work, I, I think they can go far this year. Yeah, what's what's tough now that as you bring this bring up this this group and the potential that they have is you pull up their cap friendly and you see they got 10 million in cap space. But the unfortunate part is you have to re-sign Elias Pettersson and Quinn mm-hmm. Hughes in the same summer. Mm-hmm. So right now you're looking like you're going to have to move some pieces to free up some space because those are two guys on your future, uh, like who are going to pretty much build your organization up. So exactly, you're you're going to have to find a way. And if you look at comparables. You know, Quinn Hughes is probably going to be looking to make like Cal McCarr money. Mm-hmm. You know, he's gonna, he's going to be looking for that Seth Jones money, and I I don't know if he's if he's worth that yet. I would I would say give him a bridge deal. You know, give him give him two three years, like five six million. I agree. I agree with that. And then and then Pedersen maybe the same right now, but you're you're in a tough spot if you lose one of these guys. Like you mm-hmm. you need you need both. Like there is no other way around it. I think I think you got to wait a little bit and see how the Pedersen um, how the Pedersen cards plays out. I mean, I I right now just just from from last year and and sort of sort of his stature, his his, uh, his injury proneness. I would be putting the money into Quinn Hughes, but as he said, he's probably looking for for some sort of McCarr money. I don't think he's earned it yet, um, but he can def- He's definitely shown that he can be in, in in flashes of brilliance. He's shown that he can be that guy. Um, so it's, it's an interesting scenario to play out. Um, and you, I, I feel like you have to see how Pedersen – yeah, I think you have to really evaluate him. And you have to see how he's – because the, the guy – the kid can score and the kid can fly. But if you're, if you're dealing with injuries all the time, it's not going to be – it's not going to be fun to deal with. Yeah, and it's, it, it, it's tough because right now you, you have two guys and the, both of them are smaller and, you know, the size department compared to most guys nowadays mm-hmm. but uh, you, you gotta get them signed there's there's no other there's no other thing around it there's there's nothing left to say and some some guys are gonna have to be moved and there's probably gonna be some unhappy people at the end of the day but people it's a business like you gotta understand that mm-hmm. and i think i think a really a really good uh i think i think uh, some something to add on to that is that they'll need to free a little cap space to get both of them if they decide to do so. And luckily they have a good amount of young players that, that are taking up a couple million in, in cap space. So, and, and they'll definitely be valuable to teams that are, that are looking to make playoff runs. So if they end up not having a great year or not really looking to, uh, to change the roster up much, they can always shell out some of these guys in order to free some room if they want to sign them. But I honestly, I, I'm, I'm sitting pretty happy right now if I'm, if I'm uh, in the front office of this team, I like my roster here, and I, I like our chances playing in this this shitty Pacific Division. And and I, I think, <laughs> I mean, right now I'm I'm putting Vegas at first, and then this team at second. So it's you know, it, it, wow. I think they play the waiting game. Yeah, wow, I, I, I just you 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 immediately throw them right to second, even though we I haven't think not we haven't covered back. Edmonton or the Kraken yet. Yeah, I, I I really do. I I think you know Edmonton will always be will always be good, and 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 it'll probably be between the, those two. I think, but I I like this team for a second right now. I really like the moves that they made over the summer. If they can find a way to play together, I definitely think they can beat out Edmonton. I mean, yeah, with with how much that that group has has shown that they can struggle, mm-hmm. I def definitely feel like it is a possibility and. I'm I'm a sucker for goalies and you know looking at this team for the future in that end you got Michael DiPietro and mm. no re- no relation if I'm correct to Rick DiPietro yeah <laughs> but 
but this kid can kick, man. He's fucking he's he's the real deal. You know, 2019, he played 36 games in Utica with a 908 save percentage and a 279 goals against. Like for for a, a 99 birth year, you know, kid is 22. That's not bad, you know. And that was two years ago now. So tw- a 20 year old putting up those types of numbers is pretty impressive. You know, it's good to see. Very think, good to see for Vancouver. I think this is a team who who is set for the future because you got also got a guy like Jet Wu, the defenseman. I'm still oh, still yeah. still waiting for him to potentially you know make his way to the NHL and, and crack the lineup. But got to get those guys signed. That's all. That's on the finish. Got to get those guys signed. All right, finishing off Canada, we have. The Edmonton Oilers. Now, where where do you begin with this group? Because it's just like you got the best two players in the world, probably, mm-hmm. with all due respect to Sidney Crosby and Patrick Kane. But what the fuck? <laughs> dude, uh, honestly, what show, man. the fuck? Dude? It's I, – I, I literally I, – I couldn't even tell you. I mean – Chris, Chris, not having Clef on next here. Connor, <laughs> Connor, okay, yeah. For 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 anyone who doesn't keep keep track of you know the rest of the league besides like your favorite team, they the NHL they played fifty six games last year in a shortened season. Connor McDavid had a hundred and five <laughs> points oh in in the modern era. 33 goals and 72 assists. You, I don't think most of you understand how physically, humanly impossible that is to fucking do. This guy is a menace on the ice. Incredible. It's nuts. And, and, and the best part is the second best player in the world is fucking line mate. And this guy put up 84 points. Like, combined, they put up more points than the rest of their team combined. It's sad. Like, like these guys can have put up more points than some players have gotten shots in a single season. Mm-hmm. Like how, I don't understand where do you go wrong here? Like, what, like I, I think the reason you go wrong there is because that's, that's where your entire team is. That That's who your entire team is, is those two. And you have absolutely no depth. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> I completely agree. And I it's, think that's it's a tough issue. scene. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think their their regular season play is is enough to get them through and, and even win divisions and and be at at the top of uh, of the league. But once it settles down to playoffs, I just it doesn't. You know, you see, you have McDavid, you have Drysaddle, right? So they added Zach Hyman. I personally wouldn't have. He's he's not. I don't think he's he's worth all the hype. Um, I'm guessing they'll throw him with McDavid and and uh, Drysdale, or, or maybe they'll keep um, what's his name uh, with them. Um, would they would they have Yamamoto with him or something like that this yeah. year? If if you don't mind mind me cutting you off real quick, yeah, yeah, this, yeah take it over. this this signing kind of reminds me of the the time when Toronto threw huge money at David Clarkson. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it just it just turned out to be fucking like nothing, like. Granted, Zach Hyman has has proven to you know do some damage mm. on on a Toronto Maple Leafs roster, but it's he put up thirty three points. This is this is a guy who hasn't crossed the forty five points in a single season. Like, I just don't see it helping them whatsoever. I, I, I don't I don't see what their what their plan is to do with him. I I, I would say it's it's two million too much. I agree. Yeah. But but then again, like like you said, looking at this roster, there there's no depth. Like after I would say after Kyle Turris, it, it cuts off at your offensive depth. Like like yeah, you have a you have a guy like Kaylor Yamamoto too, but he's he's and not Jesse really he's, RV too. He's, yeah, he's a solid player. But he's he's another guy who's like when he's when are you, when are you gonna do something for me, man? Like, mm-hmm. like come on. Like how many how many years has this kid been in the league? Let me find out. He's been okay. He's been with Edmonton for one, two, three, 
four, five. Okay, so ne- next season is going to be his fifth his fifth time, and you know he's he's put up more points each time. But then again, it's like when when are you going to prove yourself to the the amount of money that he's going to want? Because he's got he's got one year left, and he wants he wants a deal mm-hmm. like like Drysaddle, like he wants the big money. But <sighs> you got you got nothing. There's nothing there for them right now, mm-hmm. and there's not going to be much freed up next year. I mean, your biggest space is coming from Miko Koskinen, and who's a guy who, in my opinion, you should have never signed in the first place. <laughs> yep, yep. You threw four and a half million dollars at a guy who was, I think, what thirty-one or thirty-two at the time. He's thirty-three deal? now. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. At the start of the deal, yeah, he was like, thirty-one. I think that's ridiculous. Why <laughs> he he's he's never done anything to prove himself mm-hmm. to that extent. Yep. And it's just it's a lot of question marks, you know. I I love I love Mike Smith. I think Mike Smith's one of the most underrated guys in the league. He always always has been, but fucking he he needs he needs more more to help him out because you know their their defense isn't isn't looking that hot either. Just, and they went and what what was the idea with with getting Duncan Keith? I mean that that made absolutely zero sense to me so whatsoever. I, I I like it in a way that you have a guy who can show the young guys the ropes, even mm-hmm. though even though some of your young guys are like pretty pretty legit because Darnell Nurse, in my opinion, is worth every penny. He's really really good. Yeah, really good player. He is a mean motherfucker. Like mm-hmm. I would, I, I wish the Flyers were able to get him. Absolutely, I, yeah. I, I think instead in that year they took Provorov, and we all know how that went. <laughs> so, um, it's there's nothing much there after after Duncan Keith because it's just really Nurse, Barry, and Keith, and like the losing Larson when, he, when he's healthy. Yeah. Clap bomb when he's healthy too. But like, as much as I dislike Larson, like losing him's a fucking big, big. Problem it was, it too. was a big deal. It was a problem. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully and, they can get from Evan Bouchard coming out too. Yeah. I mean, he's rocking your last name. That's what, that's what <laughs> buddy can pull through, but like, he needs the full throw. Yeah. But an, another, another thing, another issue is the suitcase of Cody CC. Like <laughs> is this, he here now. I didn't even realize he's here. That's now. the thing, oh, man. It's, goodness. it's, it's a really tough situation because this kid coming into the league was, was touted to be like the next Dion Phaneuf. Like he, he was supposed to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And he, he came into Edmonton and just – or came into Ottawa's rookie year and just didn't do much. And then he started to put up, like, 20 points here and there. But it ain't going to do much for you when you're when you're a dash fucking 25 every season. Yep, absolutely. And he, he, he goes to he goes to Toronto, becomes the whipping boy there for uh, – <laughs> who's the coach? Uh, like, this is awful that I'm forgetting this. <laughs> Was a Babcock. Babcock? Yeah, yeah. Become, yeah, becomes the whipping boy for Babcock. Gets sent to a, a pretty good Pittsburgh team. You know, does all right for himself as a plus eighteen. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm questionable to see how he's gonna shake out. He's not. He's not earning his keep though. Obviously, if he's if he's suitcasing off to all these places, he hasn't That's been what, earning his keep everywhere. And and it also makes you wonder what other issues are there. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Like is is he a locker room guy? And you, you could say the same for a dude like Dougie Hamilton. Like once we get into the metro, like we're we're gonna call her that and the fucking money they threw at him. But <laughs> then again, there there's a lot of issues going into this team. Yeah. And uh, I wanna I wanna look for the free agents uh, goalies and who they could potentially make a move for in the upcoming years. So. Looking, looking at it in the future, their options for goalies are Mark Andre Fleury if he doesn't retire, but he's not going to fucking go. Want to go to Edmonton? I'll mm-hmm. tell you that. I'll tell you that for a fact. Darcy Kemper is going to be the starter in Colorado, and will probably be a reason why they win a cup. Absolutely. And then this is where it starts to get a little juicy. Elvis Merzlikens is going to be unrestricted. 
Alexander Georgiev is going to be restricted. Ilya Samsonov is going to be restricted. Martin Jones becomes a free agent. We'll see how that pans out with the Flyers. But then it it just starts kind of falling off to backups from that point on. You know, Mm -hmm. Casey DeSmith, Halak, David Riddick, Phoenix Copley, Colin D'Elia. Like, it's just not notable name guys. It's it's more of the same same guys that they have right now. It's the same idea. You know, some of these older guys that are – you know, Koskinen and Mike Smith might might qualify as, as starters now, but other than that, it's just you know you have also have a thirty four year old backup backup in, in Staylock, and it's just more of the same. You're getting these old guys. When are you going to pick up someone that you can really hang on to and, and hold them for a while? Yeah, and looking at their at their goalie depth chart, you got Stuart Skinner, and I don't know if you know much about him, but he's I don't. He, he played last season with Bakersfield and put up put up some pretty solid numbers. Like he's he's a big boy at six three. You know he's yeah he's a, he's a mutant. Like the, the the kid could potentially be a big reason on why this team could potentially get somewhere. And then you have a guy over in Russia and Ilya Kanavalov. Uh, what a name! And uh, he's, <laughs> he's he's playing over he's playing over for Locomotive right now and. He's putting up great numbers there with the two nine two goals against and a nine two three save percentage in nineteen games. So decent, you know. The, so the goaltending in the future looks somewhat promising, but I'm I'm just expecting this team to not really shock us. Yeah, I think it's gonna be more of the same. And as I said, I mean, look look at this roster and I, and and tell me, do you think this roster is better than that Vancouver roster? I just don't see it. Yeah. I, I I think I think a lot of their success comes down to if Ryan Nugent Hopkins can continue to be that guy living in the shadows. Mm-hmm. You know, Zach Hyman earning his five million. I just don't see him doing that. I, I just can't see him going out there and $5 million, you know, scoring 40 points. I, I just. And then I guess you'd have to toss it up to Jesse Pugliarvi proving himself. And yeah, he's got to step up, I think. And then Kaylor Yamamoto, I guess, earning a key because right now he's under, he's unrestricted. I, I feel I feel every other piece of that team could could live up to what is expected of them, especially their goaltending with Koskinen not really doing much, and then Mike Smith stealing a bunch of games here and there mm-hmm. because that's just the type of guy he is. So yeah, most definitely. We'll, we'll see. All right, last team of the night and last team in the division, the new guys, the new Seattle Crackheads. The crap. <laughs> All right. This team. Oh, boy. So, to start, if anyone lost the draft, absolute shit show. What a performance. <laughs> ESPN's first first edition of hockey <laughs> in years. My, my Lord, what a mess. Brutal. Brutal. Absolutely terrible. So, <laughs> let's just let's hop into it. Um. We won't get too deep into the expansion because a lot of those guys either didn't sign or signed with other teams or, you know, were just minor moves made for other other reasons. So we'll just start with the goalies. Um, Philip Grubauer, I, I think this is a good move for them. You know, I personally, I feel with the guys that were left available in the expansion – and with a, a new team, you, you could have brought someone in to really like – to think of it like this. You're going to watch your first game as a kid, and the first player you see is Carey Price. You know, as a young kid, wouldn't that draw you into the game, seeing a guy of his stature playing for your new hometown team? But, you know, you could fade away from that. You get a good guy like Philip Grubauer, you know. He's still young. He's proven he can – be a starter and win some games. So you see where that goes, but then it just falls off. Get Chris Dreger and Joey Decord. Like, 
not much there. Chris, what do we what do we think about the goalies for Seattle this upcoming year? Uh, huge fan of Grubauer. I mean, I, I definitely think he can he can be a starter now, and he can make an, an immediate impact on this team. Uh, Drager, I am a big fan of. I, I thought he played really well for Florida. Um, obviously, I think he had a better defense in front of him and, and much better team, I think, than in, in front of him back there. But I think he has that confidence in him now that he can be he can be a starter. And I think the one-two punch of Drieger and Grubauer are gonna, is going to be able to hold them for, for the next couple of years as long as they can retain them. Um, you probably know more about Dacker than me. Um, looks like pretty big body, um, young, 25. So I think if he plays under these guys and they one of the, at least one of them proves himself, he can slide right in as the backup and he might be able to deal one of the other two um, to another team. Uh, but I, I, I like it. I think it was a good pick. I, I'm, I'm big into the, the younger guys and picking the younger guys for the expansion drafts and, and guys that have that confidence like Grubauer for being the starter at, at uh, Colorado. And then before that playing for uh, Washington and Drieger, as I said, I think just his confidence skyrocketed this, this past year. And I think he he's confident himself and he knows what he's capable of. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I would say the, the biggest reason I'm not, I'm not big on Drieger is because he's just, that's that was a Florida team that that could move the puck. You know, they were they were a good team this year. They were, you know, they were coached by Quinville and they were deep. They had a lot of guys show up. And when you have a guy like Sergei Bobrovsky and you're choosing to play Chris Streger over it, you know, there is some issues. And he he did he did play well and he won won them some games, but then when you get a young kid like Spencer Knight just coming in and taking the throne just from the guy making 10 million and the other guy making, you know, peanuts. It's, it's, a, it should be a little bit underwhelming for, for goalie. And I don't know. I, I wish, I wish him the, the most success this upcoming year, but I don't know. I'm just not, not set on him. And then uh, Joey Decord, uh, I, I was, I would say my, my biggest thing with him right now is that he, he came out of Arizona state and nothing against that. Cause he put up, phenomenal numbers it's just where like when you get a guy like johnny walker who's been in college for like 10 years uh and he, he doesn't get drafted it's like you're waiting for something to happen for him man. and just waiting for the first kid to come out of that school and really you know bring their name up and hopefully decord can be that guy he might we'll see but if we look at the defense for the Seattle team, I, I, I'd i be pretty happy if I'm one of these goalies. Jamie Alexiak, 6'7". Jeremy Lazan, 6'2". Adam Larson, 6'3". <laughs> Probably your captain, Mark Giordano, 6'1". Hayden Fleury, 6'3". Kale Fleury, 6'1". Vince Dunn, 6'0". And then Will Borgen at 6'3". Like, this is a huge huge defense mm -hmm. and um, they took I'm, they took notes from uh from vegas they, they drafted all these yeah. massive guys um yeah. it's good I, I think it's a it's a good core and i'm, I'm still leaving off a guy like carson salsi who's six five i mean oh and he's good too he is young and is, good this is a huge defensive core like a lot of season guys you got vince Dunn. he's got a cup you know hayden, hayden Fleury. i would say he's still still waiting sorry if anyone can hear yeah. that Hear the siren going on in the background. I hope it's not. I hope it's not war happening. But um, the guy like Hayden Fleury still waiting to find his step in the NHL. But hey, Adam Larson, he I'm not the biggest fan of him, but could definitely play defense. You know, Jamie Alexiak. It's just that's a wall. Good luck. Good luck touching him. Mm -hmm, absolutely, they have a, a good core in front of them and some big boys, which is definitely going to be helpful. In a uh, a Pacific division that's pretty much been been big most of uh most every year it's it's got a lot of a lot of big guys that have played in it and a lot of those bigger teams have also had a lot of success in that division. Yeah, and uh, we got we got to pull up their depth chart because I know a lot of these guys moved that may still be on the roster. Like didn't didn't Carson Torinsky get moved? Didn't he? Isn't he with Buffalo now? I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't see much of the the past ones that have happened. I can check the. Uh... Yeah, let me let me pull this up. 
could have swore this kid got traded. Anyway, um, when we when we look at their forward group, I would I would say this is where it brings no Torreski is still there. Okay, yeah. So th- this is where it brings in the most question marks for me. Um, there's not much that really sticks out. Like it, it looks like your first line is probably going to be Yanni Gord, Jaden Schwartz, and Jordan Everly. And yeah. Obviously, there's there's probably going to be a huge mix up in a lot of these lines throughout the season, but I don't really know where you start here because there's not really a first line, a true first line guy on any of these lines. I would say besides Everly. Yeah, I would agree. And and you know, a lot of people were were talking about the Vegas team originally when they did their draft and and just everyone thought they were just complete buns on on forward and, and no one knew guys like William Carlson or Marsh or so at this point who had, you know, barely been second, third line players in Florida and uh and Columbus and they came out and they had incredible seasons. So you you never know if some guys will will spark like that. I, I have a I don't have a feeling there's gonna be nothing like that on this team. Um you know, I, I think that the three you mentioned are the best ones. And then other than that, Jonas Donskoy um, will probably be up there in, in their in their top scores. Um, Kelly Onkro, I think, too, maybe has, has a good chance. Um, Wemberg's a great passer. He's a, he's a great um, a great playmaker. So I think he he will fit in pretty well with with some of the shooters like Schwartz or uh, or Eberle. Um, Appleton, I think, has their has kind of the best sleeper value. Um, he had a really good showing in, in playoffs and I think he's got a pretty high ceiling and he's only 25 years old. Um, not much, much known about Bastion Blackwell. Um, there's just a lot of question marks and, and as we saw with Vegas, maybe some of these guys stepping into this more ice time and bigger roles will be helpful for them and, and they'll, they'll show their real colors. But, um, yeah, I look at this roster and I think big defense and and not much going on offense, uh, some decent goaltending, and I just I don't see a guy. I see mediocrity, but again, it was the same thing with Vegas. So maybe these guys will show up and, and prove something to to everybody that's given them doubts. Yeah, I I have a feeling that they're, they're, this team is not in a win mode, like a win now mode. You know, they're agreed. Agreed. They're, they're more of just let's get a good base and let's just build up slow. Absolutely. Because, because if, if we obviously look at the two different markets between Seattle and Las Vegas, like obviously there's a huge difference with one being the city that really never sleeps and just gambles all night. <laughs> and then one of, you know, chill laid back vibes in certain parts. So it's just like, <laughs> you, you really have two different things. And like, when you bring up the guys like Nathan Bastian and Blackwell, like I like Bastian because he's a young kid still and he he's huge. He's six, four. So this is a kid who could definitely play and he's definitely, he's he's shown he could put up some numbers in Binghamton when the AHL. And then you get a guy like Colin Blackwell who definitely can, can handle himself. I, I, I thought he, he played very well with the Rangers you know, he was a captain at the world championships for or an assistant captain for the world championships for team USA. Like, I, I think this, he might be one of those depth guys who finds his way up into a top, a top two lineup or a top two uh, line matchup. But I don't know. We'll see. Like, like we said, there's a lot of question marks surrounding this team and where they're going to go. So I don't know. We'll see, but I would say that that kind of wraps it up for the Pacific division. Do we want to predict where we think the teams are going to line up here? Yeah. Why not? Why don't you uh, start it off? Let me hear what you're thinking. I would, I would clearly say Vegas probably takes first if their goaltending holds up. If not, Mm -hmm. I want to say, I don't know, man. I'm I'm really liking Vancouver or Calgary. I, I have a feeling it's going to be those three teams with Vegas, Vancouver, and Calgary potentially. Gotcha. Yeah. But I, I'm not, I'm not really sure. What do you think? 
My, I, I see a Vegas up, up top, I think. Um, and I said how much I like this, this Vancouver team this year as being the, the only one to kind of give Vegas a run for their money. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Vegas first and Vancouver second. Um, and I, th- I think in third place, um, I, I think I got to go with Edmonton. Yeah. Um, I just think, you know, that, that powerhouse, they're always great in the regular season. They, they, they play pretty well. Um, and I, I just think, I think Calgary is too mediocre. I think LA is too young. I think Seattle's also too mediocre, too many, too little, or too many questions about them. I think Seattle might finish fourth. I think it's between Seattle and LA and Calgary for that fourth spot. Um, obviously you given the powerhouse central division, I don't think either will, or any of those will make the, uh, the playoffs, but yeah, I think that top three is, is I got to go with Vegas, Vancouver and Edmonton. If you had to put your money on the worst team in this division, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the Sharks. Yeah, that's that's. The... I just think they got nothing going for them, especially uh... if this, if the Evander Kane situation doesn't get figured out. I think it's the Sharks. If it gets figured out, maybe there's a chance. But I like a lot of the young guys on Anaheim, um, and I think they could, I think they could uh, maybe surprise people. I'm, I'm fighting for a fourth fourth place position in in the Pacific, but. Uh, yeah, I have to go with San Jose being in the last. I'd, I'd put the money on them being last place. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think I don't I, – I, I have a feeling this Anaheim team is going to surprise a couple people. I, I think, agree. I, I, I must think, definitely agree. I think Trevor Zegers and Jamie Drysdale have huge impacts. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I feel like this season, even, even though it potentially maybe gets lost last, I feel like he goes out with a bang and has 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 a pretty good pretty good year playing oh, with absolutely. Young, young guys. But mm-hmm. yeah, this the Sharks team bothers me. I, I, I don't know what what they what they do here. They've never they've never been able to figure it out. They still got these massive contracts. I don't think yeah. I certainly don't think Burns and Carlson are getting any better. Couture is just getting older, and they have no real young talent and and no real. I guess, I guess, uh, you know, kind of goal scorer or point getter that's just going to be, you know, better than everybody else and be able to really bring up the team. I think it's just a bunch of players that are, that are more so just fit in players. There's no real standouts, which is crazy because your two standouts should be Carlson and Burns, but it just isn't going to happen. Yeah. Well, all right. I guess that wraps it up here for the first episode of Scene Invaders Hockey Edition. Uh, I guess thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Chris, you have any kind words for the folks at home? Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for hearing from us and, and taking our opinions in. Uh, hopefully you guys agree and feel free to uh, share with us what do you think. Yeah, hopefully we'll be coming at you next week with uh, the Central Division. We'll cover up, wrap up the Western Conference from there. Hopefully we'll have our third host, in on the show with us to wrap that up. So until then, you guys stay safe, enjoy, and uh, mask up. (laughs) Have a good one, everyone. Thank you.